folks. Welcome to A Different Direction. We cover stories of the strange, document the weird, stuff like that. I'm Dave. I'm Diana. And today we're talking about episode 18 of The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr., Hard Rock. Hard Rock. If you want to reach out to the show, you can reach us on Twitter at DiffDirectionPod or email us at DifferentDirection at TGIFRK.com. Uh, no messages from the Freaks on the Message Board this week, so unless you have anything, we can jump right into the episode. I have nothing. Okay, so right around this episode is John McNamara, who before this has written Senior Spirit, Briscoe for the Defense, Crystal Hawks, and AKA Kansas. Director on this episode is Joseph L. Scanlon, who hadn't, this is the first episode of this show that he had directed, but had been directing TV since 1954, uh, would continue directing through 2002. Uh, only things I have written down other than this are the TV, the made-for-TV movie I Still Dream of Genie, and uh, 15 episodes of a show called The Littlest Hobo, which is about a dog that adventures around the country doing solving crimes. Is the dog named Hobo? The dog is named The Littlest Hobo. Like, the character, as credited, is named <laughs> The Littlest Hobo. What kind of dog is it? Uh, kind of, it's kind of, I'm not sure. It's kind of like a shepherd mix. Kind it's of a thing. big dog, you it's mean? It's a big dog, yeah. That would negate being the littlest. Littler than the, the hobos still. Um, a teacup chihuahua is what <laughs> I wanted to see. Or maybe like one of those wiry kind of dogs, you know, like they have like a wiry coat and you're just like, it has an underbite and... <laughs> You're just like, I don't know what you're a mix up, but you're adorable. <laughs> you're just like every dog in existence, and you're adorable, and you're going to solve adventures. <laughs> that is a little as hobo uh-huh. of dogs. Uh-huh. No, I... I fully, I fully agree with you. Are Are you saying that we're gonna watch The Littlest Hobo now? I want to know about these adventures. I do too. I'm like, apparently, this show, this show was on for like five years. Has, the Littlest Hobo. The Littlest Hobo was on from like 1979 through like 1985. It had like like five seasons. Well, I'll have to start a new podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you, some of the like stills that you see on IMDb for the Littlest Hobo are pretty great. Like, just random images from the show, Mm -hmm. and I just go, yeah, this is, we should check out this ridiculous show. Amazing. So, uh, because it feels like it's going to be real silly, Um, but hard to tell, for sure, but... uh. Yeah, how many Timmies fall down wells? <laughs> Probably quite a few. Okay, did you have any content warnings on this one? No, I don't think so. Okay, me neither. So, uh, should I just uh, do a quick recap? Yes, please. All right. I'm ready to hear hear the, the joy. <laughs> so, uh, remember in Showdown when Briscoe had an old friend who de- definitely was just a friend and wasn't very obviously the love of his life? Well, uh, it's Bowler's turn to have that, because it's time to meet Lenore. Lenore runs a cafe in the town of Hard Rock. It's a Hard Rock cafe! Ah! A lot of this episode is going to be just stuff that makes you go, ah! <laughs> uh, 
Anyway, Lenore's getting hassled by uh, local tough. As per usual, Briscoe and Bowler are there just in time to stop it. Literally the same thing has happened in the episode Showdown. She's getting hassled for not joining Roy Hondo's protection racket. He's a well-known killer, but he's out, and now he's definitely helping the town. Definitely not just smashing everything up. Um, anyway, we also learned that Bowler's real name is James. That's just a thing that happens. It's James. Ha ah, that's fun, I guess, for reasons. <laughs> a lot of people laughing about stuff that I don't entirely understand where the joke is uh, in this episode, too. Anyway, we also meet uh, the sheriff, Aaron Viva, who's just Elvis Presley. It's just it's just Elvis. It's Elvis straight up. Just a guy that's Elvis who happens to also be sheriff of this town. There's going to be a lot of Elvis jokes in this. Uh, anyway, Elvis hates Roy Hondo. Can't do a whole lot about him because he isn't officially do, uh, breaking any laws. Something might happen, though, because he's about to have a shootout in the street with some kid. Who's this kid? We don't know, but he wants to kill Roy Hondo real bad, and he's definitely going to die if he tries to do it. Luckily, Roy just sort of humiliates him. Kid gets arrested. While they're busy arresting the kid, Hondo goes and hires somebody to kill Lenore. Sure would be good if somebody had heard that, but of course not, because he can't be around for any crimes. Uh, we also learn that uh, the kid is named Whip Stanley, and he wants... No, isn't it Whip Morgan? Whip M Morgan Stanley... Is it? Wait, where did the Morgan come from? I think Morgan was his uncle. Oh. Yeah, it was his uncle Morgan. It's Whip Stanley, his uncle Morgan. Where did the Stanley come from? from you sure it's not Stanford? The word Stanley out loud. <laughs> when he, Right after saying Whip, when he was saying, that's my name. Oh, I wrote down his name as Whip Morgan. He also gives a different name later, so. He does. I think he calls himself Whip Morgan Stanley, possibly. No, I don't know. Who cares? Stan no, he does give a different name, but it's not more. It's his Uncle Morgan. <laughs> we learned about his Uncle Morgan his later. His uncle is important to in yes. the plot. Sorry. Yes. It's Whip Stanley. His Uncle Morgan was killed by Hondo. But he thinks there's no way you're going to be able to get any sort of evidence against Hondo because people who work for him will never testify because they'll get killed. Uh, but they're trying to figure out a way to do that. Sounds like real life. Yep. Sure does. Anyway, so back to f some fun backstory. The th whole deal with Bowler and Lenore is that when Bowler was in the army, the Mexican army caught uh, Lenore's husband and Lenore caught some feelings. For Bowler, but they couldn't do anything about it because they thought she might still be married to some guy. Uh, they just found out that he'd been dead the whole time, and they could have been doing so much smooches. But time, you know, how it goes with time. So it's not happening right now. Anyway, as soon as we find that out, Lenore gets uh, attacked by one of Hondo's henchmen, Gage. Uh, Gage is trying to kill her, but Briscoe stops him, gets arrested... And they do a whole, oh, we'll let you out, or, or, or we let him escape, and, and oh, he got all the way far enough for us to get a bunch of information, and then they arrest him, and they're like, if we let you out, he's gonna think you talked, so you better actually talk. I forgot this happened. Yeah. I mean, this is, it's a pretty typical, um, you know, TV cop plot, so, uh, you all know the deal. They let the guy go so that they can make him think, make it seem like he talked, and so now he'll actually talk. Except that trick doesn't work because Whip gets out, screws it all up by trying to shoot up a place he definitely can't shoot up, and then they have to go and save him, and the, the whole plan gets ruined all because of dumb Whip. They're like, tell Whip, hey, 
don't do all your dumb stuff. And he's like, hey, what if I do dumb stuff? And then he does. And they get trapped in a cave and they have to explode their way out. Bowler fights a bear. That happens. Just fist fights a bear. And now they're back in town. Lenore's trying to get the town to stop paying Hondo protection money. And Hondo's like, but what if you keep paying me protection money? And they're like, okay, I guess we'll keep paying you some protection money. So that doesn't work. Especially because then Whip shows up again. Screws everything up. They keep telling him, hey, stop showing up. Every time you screw show up, you screw everything up. And he keeps showing up and screwing things up. We also find out that Whip's uncle is Hondo's brother. Which means, dun dun dun, he's actually Han, uh, uh, a Sasquatch. Honda was <laughs> actually Whip's dad. Oh, a Sasquatch. Yay! <laughs> uh, we have a nice romantic scene between uh, Lenore and Bowler, right under a bunch of images of real life cowboy outlaws, uh, cowboys and outlaws and such. Just very romantic scene in the Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, I just realized. Lenore's Cafe in Hard Rock has a bunch of, like, celebrity memorabilia on the walls. Uh-huh. That's why they're all the pictures of uh-huh. famous cowboys and, like, the jacket. Uh-huh. I totally, like, I wrote that as a note and completely me- never caught until right now that that's why that was happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not saying I knew, but... Yep. 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 Uh, anyway, so because Whip now, uh, Hondo knows that Gage is going to testify against him, but luckily they've got him in safekeeping at um, Elvis's friend's house, Sonny Red. Uh, except Sonny Red totally betrays him, and Gage gets killed. Elvis is almost killed, but he, as we all know, Elvis knows karate. You remember that was a thing, right? Whenever Uncle Jesse did Elvis impressions, he'd do karate stuff, too. Because <laughs> that's the only reason any of us know these Elvis references in 2012. Uh, 12? Wow. In 2022. <laughs> I'm keeping that all in. I'll just keep, I'm keeping all that. But I hope it's taking it. It's funnier that I screwed it up that bad. Chester. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Elvis makes ba- back. There's a big old shootout uh, with all of uh, Hondo's henchmen. Everyone manages to do their part in stopping the henchmen, and then Whip shows up again when he's told not to, and for once he doesn't screw everything up because he he ends up just being a cute little boy trying to talk to his dad. Uh, and that for once, that's the one thing that actually has an effect on Hondo. Hondo can't shoot him, and so Briscoe just takes his gun and arrests him and, and ends up in prison. It sounds like he takes his gun and is going to shoot him with it, and he's like, <laughs> no, I'm just taking your gun and putting you in prison. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Uh, last little bit, we find out Lenore's gonna uh, can't join Bowler for romantic times because she's gonna be mayor of this town. Throw in a couple more Elvis jokes before we uh, run out of time. And by run out of time, I mean make a show any later to, than 1993 because we're running out of time to make Elvis jokes. Like can't do it much longer before nobody cares about Elvis at all. So jam them all into this episode as <laughs> fast as possible. Yeah, 1993 is the last year there was an Elvis show. <laughs> like, when was the last time you actually saw a, like, someone doing an Elvis thing 
in something. Bruce Campbell. Yeah, and even then, in 2012, it was I don't actually know when that movie it was came much out. Earlier in Bubba Hotep was much earlier than 2012, and uh, the whole kind of the whole point of it was that even being an Elvis impersonator was old and tired. When that movie came out, I think out. if we lived in Las Vegas, maybe. I don't even know if it's that big of a thing anymore in Vegas. I feel like when you see like Vegas stuff, you still don't see Elvis stuff anymore. Elvis was like not even a part of us growing up, you know. Like mm-hmm. people talked about him, right? I mean, yeah, literally Uncle Jesse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Stuff like that was still happening in the '90s. I don't know that it still is today. Yeah, I I don't know the last time I saw one of those Elvis late night music commercials. <laughs> right. Get the best of Elvis. And you don't need to because we all just watched this episode and seen the best of Elvis <laughs> right here. Pretty much. Although I don't like the jokes that they make about his like eating. I guess he ate a ton of food. He though. ate a, a lot of food. Like this, he had huge meals. Well, it does make Lenore's Cafe like how it it. It gives us a reason to have the Hard Rock Cafe and also mm-hmm. for a lot of food jokes to happen. Yep. I guess we can just talk about that now. Sure, yeah. But I don't know. What should we talk about first? We can talk about food stuff because we were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, so they have that window. Mm-hmm. Like, because she has to, like, board up the cafe. Right. Because, it, you know, got all messed up. Mm-hmm. And Which then- I like the fact that it, the someone getting through the thrown through a window in the opening scene actually had an effect later in the episode where you notice that there is a, the fact that there's a broken window mattered. Like, yeah, actually came up because they were making references to like how convenient would be to like have a drive up window essentially, Mm -hmm. but not drive. You could just ride your horse up to it. (laughs) Yeah. You could, when is that like a unicorn crossing? (laughs) Pegasus. Pegasus crossing. Yeah. You know, if you live in a country where horses are so, you know, running around, mm-hmm. yeah, just go right up to that window. <laughs> yeah. Right up to Lenora's window of her <laughs> cafe, not like her house. <laughs> right. I, don't be rude. Yeah. I feel like you would need, though, a, a new a microphone higher up if you were to ride up to a McDonald's on a horse. Yes. Like, I wonder if you have McDonald's, like... Like yeah, Pegasus drive throughs where you have two different levels of microphone. No. No. <laughs> no. In places where there are a lot of horses. There's no McDonald's in places where there are a lot of horses. <laughs> there might be. You don't know. There might be one. I've never seen any in Ponylandia or wherever the My Little Ponies <laughs> live. Yeah, I have not. Do you not know where they live? No, I don't know. I like the toys. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't know anything about them. I just like them aesthetically. <laughs> okay. I'm not even a horse girl, which is weird. <laughs> it's, it's just, little... it's, I don't, I don't watch like My Little Pony. I have like no connection to that at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, I guess I thought you watched it as a kid and no. that's why you're into them. You just like the way they look. Yeah, just okay. they were the toy at the time, and I I liked them. They what? had like apples on their butts for some reason, <laughs> and their hair is all rainbow and fun. I mm-hmm. wonder why I like rainbow hair now. Uh huh. 
Like, that's the real reason why everyone that's 40 wants rainbow hair. We were, that's, we were all sold that. Uh huh. Yeah. And we all fell for it. And, and mm-hmm. it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So not only do they talk about maybe actually do how, like, uh, ordering at a window like that would be good if, like, a ride through window. Mm-hmm. Um, Lenore has also come up with a new idea of, like, a way to make steak, but you grind it up first before you grill it and it becomes like kind of a soft steak sandwich mm-hmm. like just you know not really sure what to call it it's kind of like a pie comes from a cow maybe call it a cow pie this is the driest hamburger of all time <laughs> it looks so dry it's just like meat on some bread uh-huh which the thing is like do you put i feel like you put spices in ground beef yeah yeah like even just a little like butter on the bun mm-hmm. yeah, like on this... the inside like you want like something but you know how how easy was it to get cheese at that time like were people I just mean, making cheese i mean it's it, there's a lot of cows around yeah but do they you have to like know how to do that right like I guess they were making, they've been making butter for forever. Yeah, they've been making butter and cheese since, like... Make it in a bog. I I strangely don't know anything about making cheese. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about it. Uh, I don't know how much cheese there was at this time, because the, the thing is, like, they knew how to make it, but there's, like, storage issues making it in a place like, like, a hot place, like, you know, the Old West. The Old West, a hot place like Old West. Yeah. They didn't have air conditioning. Why do you think those doors look like that? So you can, like, push people through them and (laughs) march out quickly to get to your shootout. (laughs) And also, you could just, like, walk by and be, like, looking and say, like, wow, they have a good special tonight. I'm going to go in there. (laughs) Listen to that maple leaf rag that's always flying in there (laughs) on one of them jukeboxes made out of jute. Uh Uh-huh. That is, okay, you have named several other reasons for it. But probably, I guess it could be weather. Mm-hmm. I guess airflow. it could be airflow related, mm-hmm. so it doesn't just smell like hot beer. I was just gonna say like smelliness. Well, yeah, general smells. Exactly. Hi, I'm General Smells. <laughs> I'm here to warn you about yeah. having a full door on your cafe. <laughs> That's the thing. No matter, even with those doors, like. Every scene in this show and any show like it would have smelled so bad, realistically. Do we know? No, people had no smells on. <laughs> if if you went back there right now, eighteen ninety three, it would smell horrible. If you went into I one think of those that saloons, people that must be the real reason that perfume was invented. Yeah, it's just people smelling bad. Uh huh. Yeah. Absolutely. This is... Okay. <laughs> anyway, this burger looks real dry. I agree. It's, it, and it was funny because I feel like in at least one part of it, like one of the shots, like Julius Carey was actually eating it because he 
his mouth sounded like someone who had just eaten a burger. Yeah. Because, like... You got burger mouth. <laughs> I'm just saying, there is a there is a oral quality to the way you speak when you just ate some burger. And when... Versus just pretending to have just eaten some burger. Well, as somebody that has professionally eaten on stream, like, <laughs> for five plus years. Uh-huh. That was, like, pretty much just crunching the entire time. Uh-huh. Well, it's especially, like, the, th the, the reason I bring it up is because a lot of times when you eat on TV, you don't actually eat. You take a bite and then you kind of spit it out. You mold it back into the <laughs> thing. Yeah. No, like, if you have to see yourself, like, if the camera has to see you take a bite, you don't normally eat it because you might have to take, do take after take after take. And it's, like, hard to keep eating after a while. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he actually ate this burger, at least for some of the shots, because he sounded like he talked after eating some of it, and he sounds like he's just eaten some burger. Yep. I don't know. It's just the thing that stood out to I, me. I, I think that stood out to me. Lord Bowler ate a burger. <laughs> All right. I like when you're going into the town and you see a boat. I think it's at the cafe, right? The wagon? Uh-huh. Uh -huh. The buckboard wagon? I've never heard this term before, but that, apparently that's what it's called. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it looks like it's like crashed into the building. Uh-huh. And you're like, well, that's just a funny little sign. Uh-huh. And then they bring it up to Aaron Viva, the sheriff. Mm -hmm. And the sheriff's Elvis. like, yes, Elvis. Mm -hmm. The like and he's all oh, wagon jumping contest got out of hand. <laughs> wagon jumping contest. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, because it's like the back half of the wagon sticking out of the wall on the second floor. But also, Aaron Viva is too trusting. Uh-huh. Which is every sheriff. Well, every sheriff in this is usually not a good guy. Uh-huh. Or they have two lines. Right. Or they're trying to eat the cow. The bull that's coming. Wasn't that the sheriff? Oh. Or was that the mayor? I don't know. The mayor and sheriff are kind of the same to me. <laughs> like, why do you uh -huh. need a mayor and a sheriff? Because the sheriff's job is to enforce the laws and the mayor's job is to make them. Isn't there like a council? I mean, eventually. At this time, not really. Okay, so... So Sonny Red is the mayor mm -hmm. who gave me serious Socrates vibes. No Socrates <laughs> in this app. Right. And of course ends up being like double crossing, like working with Hondo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Duh. Like I was like, oh, of course. Yeah. But also like I didn't really see coming, but also, oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a fair it in terms of like plot. It's very straightforward. This is a straightforward, this is the Cowboy of the Week episode. Mm -hmm. Where you're just sort of like, oh, I understand how these plots go. Where, where there isn't any wild orb stuff going on in this one. It's just a typical episode of this show. And Elvis is in it. I like how the typical episode has Elvis in it. <laughs> right. And the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> right. 
Um, and also, okay, why is his name Roy? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, Whip, whatever his last name is, mm-hmm. you know, Whip and Son. He says that his name is like William Stanford Hondo, but is it Stanley? That's what I have down. So, you know what? When he said his full name to Hondo, I missed exactly what he said then. Really? So I only have what he called himself earlier. So he may have said Stanford. Well, hold on. That was a really plot relevant part. (laughs) And we didn't rewind. You didn't the say plot, it in here. The plot relevant part is when is he reveals that he's the Hondo's son. son. Not the exact full name that he said. So I didn't get that. But then where does Roy come from? Everyone, no one has a name. Oh, maybe this is the thing. Is that just everyone's name is never the name. What do you mean? Where does the name Roy come from? That's not William. For some reason, I would assume that... Whip is named after. Th- oh, no. I don't know why I did. Probably because Briscoe County. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just his name. And Briscoe County is like, you remind me of me. Uh huh. And Whip is not very bright and was like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Sounds like yeah. you're making things up. You don't know nothing. Also, I can just shoot all these bottles real fast. Uh-huh. That bottle shooting scene was weird to me. I know it was like a test. Uh-huh. But then he like shoots his like gun belt. Briscoe shoots Whip's gun belt. Yes. Yeah. I didn't say who, so thanks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. Like, if someone shot my gun belt, like one, I would be mad about that. Sure. That costs a lot of money. Uh-huh. It's real genuine leather. Leather. So Don't shoot my leathers. <laughs> so the thing with is with that scene, it, I feel like it does what they're trying to do in that scene does not come across very well. Okay, what do you think? Because that's pretty early on. That's like him kind of testing him. He's trying to say because they uh they arrest Whip mm-hmm. early on. Did you say that in the backstory? I did, yeah. And and this is him saying, like, I hate Hondo, too. Let me help, please. Right. And they're like, okay, here's your shoot test. Here's your right. shooting test. Right. Except what's happening in that scene that I'm saying isn't very well portrayed is it's not really a shooting test. It's a test for his ability to think through the situation. Because what he really does, Briscoe sets up, because what he does is he sets up a bunch of brown, uh, blue bottles, green bottles, and brown bottles. And he's like, Shoot all the blue ones, and he does that. Shoot all the green ones, he does that. Shoots all the brown ones, does that. Throws up a couple more bottles, shoots those out of the air. And then Briscoe's able to shoot his holsters because Briscoe purposefully has him shoot 12 bottles so he doesn't have any bullets left. Because he's like, you know, if you were any slower, you know, you'd be dead. And he's like, no, you shot 12 bullets, you were out. It's a test to see, does he think it through? What happens... Why is he going to lose? And the reason he's going to lose is because he isn't thinking. Okay. But what happens if he did have an extra bullet and he got Briscoe right in the back? (laughs) And then that's the end. Okay. That would be pretty bad. 
But that's not what's happening. Briscoe's watching him. He never reloads. He shoots 12 bullets. And so that's what he purposefully sets him up to shoot 12 bottles to show if you're rash, if you're not thinking it through, you die. Well, Whip has already tried to go and, what, have a fight. Yeah. That's what gets him arrested, right? Right. When they have the, like, shootout. Right. And, like, this, um... Hondo's like security thing, which is basically like the mob being like, "Hey, mm-hmm. we'll protect you yeah. um, from us." Yeah, yeah, it's a protection racket mm-hmm. by Nerf. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. All I'm saying is, Hondo. I was just saying, like, Whip does not learn his lesson. Partly because no. this isn't a very well explained lesson. No, but he doesn't learn from it at all. But we do learn more about Bowler. Mm-hmm. We we do learn his name is James. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah, James. <laughs> but we find out because Lenora's his ex-wife and calls him James. Mm-hmm. And... Not his ex-wife. No? They never got married. Oh. They never technically had a proper romance. Okay. At, at, kind of, they knew each other back in the times and they maybe had, they could had have had the yes, they had feelings. They had very strong feelings. Big feelings. Um, but I love the story. Briscoe's like, tell me the story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, okay. And then he, but he's saying that they met in the army. Mm-hmm. And and he was like, wait, you're in the army? And he's like, where do you think you got, I got these pants. <laughs> and and I'm just like, someone out there was wondering about these pants. And uh-huh. it was me. And I'm, now we know. But I like that. Lord Bowler doesn't want to talk about his past. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why. Yep. The only one that knows is the general attorney. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, the thing is, though, I do like that, like, there are elements of Bowler's outfit. Oh, Bowler has a very sort of eccentric outfit. Mm-hmm. And it turns out a lot of the sort of pieces, the, the eclectic pieces that he mm-hmm. has all have meaning behind his like to his backstory mm-hmm. like the fact that his jacket is beaded the way that it is in a way that is more of a like a thing that native americans did in their clothing when we find out later that he was part cherokee i think is what he said mm-hmm. suddenly it makes more sense when we know that the fact that he's got these pants that are like now looking at them, I'm like, oh yeah, these are legit. Those these are army pants from this time. Mm-hmm. You suddenly go, oh yeah, that makes sense that he he was in the cavalry. Okay, why does he wear a bowler? He's Lord Bowler. I don't know. We don't have any more backstory than that for those. But like his his mm-hmm. costume tells us stuff about him that we didn't even know we knew yet. Mm-hmm. So oh, I do like that line about how there's like heat between like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, Lenore and like Lord Bowler, and that you know, I don't know if it warms you or like burns you. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it was a good line. I did enjoy that. Um, we do find okay, so Sunny Red, who's the n- mayor now, right, was the previous sheriff, right, which is interesting. So that means did he arrest Hondo? No, no, no. I think. Because Hondo was in jail, Hondo and he's was out in jail, now. but I think not related to this town. Okay. Because he was ba- all the way in Yuma prison, so he must have been brought there, like, probably, because like that was like a federal prison. Right. 
So okay. probably nothing to do with this town. He just came here afterwards and having gotten out of prison and cleaned up his act by cleaning up the crime that he was probably causing. Yes, because Dan Gage, mm -hmm. who is part of the posse or Mm -hmm. whatever, definitely is just harassing everyone. Right. Uh, Like, hey, you don't have the security sticker, so I'm going to get you. Right. Yeah, that's how those things work. But I just feel like later when Hondo is like, this town used to have some real bad crime, and then I showed up and I cleaned it all up. So... Would you rather have the crime back or pay me? Uh, And I feel like it makes me wonder, like, in between that, was he the cause of the crime that he cleaned up? Mm -hmm. Like, was he doing crime and then was like, it might be better to just not do crimes except to people who don't pay me to not do crimes? Yep. And then he seems like the good guy because he cleaned up the crime, but maybe it's just people didn't know he was the one doing no, the crime. No, isn't, isn't he dressed all in black? Yeah. Of course, because he has the bad guy outfit on. Right, of course. Of course he's the bad guy. Yeah, he's the bad guy. <laughs> okay, doesn't Elvis say that Hondo's gang is like ha- hiding out by a cave? Yeah, I think near a cave. I don't think he says in. I think he says oh. near, but they didn't know where the hideout was. Okay, so that's why they do the big plan where, like, Elvis pretends to be asleep, and then he breaks out. They, like, age break out, yeah. And follow him so they could find out where the hideout is. Right. And then, but they do mention a cave, because yes. there's the cave that Briscoe's like, let's all go hide out in there. Mm-hmm. But they get dynamited in right essentially and you know just this keeps happening to them dynamite (laughs) is very like around too much (laughs) it is in Uh every episode this is looney tunes (laughs) and yep okay there's a bear in this cave Mm -hmm. it was fine with the explosion happening Well, maybe it was far enough back that it was coming out to I investigate I don't know how big a cave is, but I mean, I guess that one had an orb and everything yeah. going on in it. Look, the entire movie, The Descent's in a cave. Caves go real deep. This is not a deep cave. This is just an in. This cave is that deep? Some caves go that deep? But I love how they're gathering all these bullets to basically get the gunpowder so they can blow their blast their way back out. Uh-huh. And you know, Briscoe really wants to keep one bullet just in case, you yeah. know, just in case. Yeah. And he's like, Lord Buller's like, come on. Mm-hmm. Come I don't on. criticize your plans. Anyways. Oops. <laughs> yeah. But Could anyways, at least one bullet against this bear. I also might have just made that bear angry. Yeah, this bear is angry and has <laughs> shown up, and Lord Bowler's going to take care of it. Bear on bear, because bear <laughs> respects bear. And mm-hmm. I, this is wild. <laughs> that Bowler just fights a bear. Yeah, I mean, it happens off screen, but then also when he's like running out of the cave with like, fur in his mouth like he's he doesn't even run out he sort of stumbles out of the the cave's back room uh with a mouthful of bear fur 
which implies that like he's won the fight and involved a involved him outbiting the bear. But yeah, I mean, are we surprised no. Bowler can win a fight with a bear? No. <laughs> yeah. No, this is Bowler it's I know Eddie and Bowler. love. Yeah. It's, yeah, he took out the other boxer for real. Yeah. Uh-huh. I forgot his name. But yeah, Big big Daddy Butler, he can fight a bear. Yeah, to- totally. <laughs> we also have, like, Lenore was, like, trying to get all the, like, townspeople together mm-hmm. to say, like, we need to stop playing paying Hondo. Mm-hmm. But, um, but then, you know, just Hondo shows up. Well, yeah. Because... This plan isn't gonna work. Problem with those big open doors, let all the air through. It also lets the sound through in a tiny town that's the same size, where every town is the same size, and you can always hear everything. And let, but you never hear conversations in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, this is before they had those. Fancy open Seattle kitchens that allow you to like have a silent conversation. Oh, right. Okay. Back in the old west, an open door meant you could hear through it. Then again, they had the orb. Maybe that's not true. We don't know the technology. Yeah, the orb definitely absorbs sound (laughs) and also can hang up a chandelier. (laughs) Right. Um, anyway, was there something you were gonna say about that scene before I started? No, just like. I think we need to, like, say that Lenore's putting a lot of energy... This is probably mm-hmm. why she is, like, being considered for mayor. Like, people right. want her to be mayor because she's put a lot of energy and work in trying to get Hondo out of there. Right. Because everyone's scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even really totally remember when, like, the Hondo, Sunny... Elvis fight that have I mean I remember the the karate martial arts <laughs> that's uh-huh. happening. Oh, oh, I didn't talk about like every single time they made. We didn't talk about any of the Elvis references. Oh, I don't I know if you want we can, to. We could take some time to just sort of talk about some of the stuff they do in its own thing. So what were you going to say related to the? Mostly, the... I was just trying to like flesh out bits of your. Yeah. I have very little notes on this. Yeah, this is sort of... <laughs> the funny thing with this episode is, like, because it's pretty straightforward... Well, most term- of it is just Elvis jokes? Right, that's what I was going to say, is, like, <laughs> this episode is just... There's a bad guy. They do some light scheming to catch the bad guy. And Elvis jokes. Like, that's it. Like... There is this this follows a fairly straightforward but you know, they're fairly straightforward outlaw of the week like formula. I don't, I don't think they even needed to have Sunny in this episode. Sunny? Sunny Red. Yeah. I mean it, it's just you have him there for the plot twist part. Because there's oh. always a twist or a double cross or something, and so you have. Yeah, him but there we for... we have that with Whip, who's the son, so who wants plot... to kill okay. his dad. Right. So he's the plot twist, but there's like there's usually a plot twist and a double cross somewhere in these ones. So... Okay, couldn't they just have a bathtub fall through the ceiling again? <laughs> I suppose, but I'm just saying. Oh, also, like, um, 
Elvis is inventing sunglasses here. <laughs> yeah. And I love when like, he puts them on at the end. He's like, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And it's got the like rhinestones yep. and everything. It's very good. The yeah. day glasses. Yes. Yes, the day glasses. When you're a day walker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, the, this moment is very weird because, you know, Briscoe's like, they're very fancy. And he does finally does the thank you very much that we've uh-huh. been waiting for all episode. Uh-huh. And then he just says, then like later is just like, yeah, I like him. And there's a look. And there's like like this weird, awkward, like extended moment where they're just kind of looking at each other, and then it just cuts away. And it's like I, I feel like there was a joke in there that I completely missed. That just made this moment very strange. Because you even you said the same thing where you were just sort of like, what was that? What was that? I don't. This also had that moment when in the bottle scene where. Briscoe throws the bottle up uh-huh. and then he shoots twice. So I don't know if he's shooting the same bottle twice because you yeah. only see him throw one, but then he shoots twice and it's like the same bottle or yeah. the, I, were there two bottles thrown up, but we only see it thrown once. Yeah. I feel like that one was definitely a weird editing choice where we were supposed to see Briscoe throw two bottles because I think it's very important that he set up that there are 12 bottles to shoot. But we see, we only see him throw one, and yeah, we see two separate shots of him shooting clear bottles. I wonder if for some reason, like, there's footage that got lost or, like, <laughs> they couldn't use. I think this is similar to, like, when we, when I said the thing during Steel Horses where there was that moment when Comet stops running, but then it cuts to a different shot, and you can see the guy looking backwards, and Comet's still galloping after him. Mm-hmm. And where it's like, well, we didn't have that shot, so we just got to make it work because we're filming this too quickly to jump back and redo a thing because we didn't have him throw two bottles. So we'll just we've got two shots of bottles being shot, so we'll just use those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it'll take too much time to go reset up the scene. We don't have time. We're on a totally different episode by now. We gotta go. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's gotta be that. Because I I feel like somebody had to go, wait, we need 12 and we only got 11. Throw in another shot of them shooting a clear bottle in a the shoot- air. Yeah, we need a shooter's dozen. <laughs> whatever they call it. Because <laughs> I, I will say, I even with the extra shot, I was actually counting and I th- and I got to 11 so I must I must have missed one shot because I was even I was like I didn't realize he was using two different guns and so I was like when he got to like 9 I was like I have a lot of bullets in this and then he shot a couple more times and I was like oh he's using both guns but I think I missed a shot mm-hmm. and I was just counting just I don't know why I was counting I just was except it was me it's in the title of the show, remember? <laughs> true. That's true. That's true. Uh, this is a show about counting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's very true. Uh, so, okay. Did you find the end bit with between Whip and Roy, like, as weird as I did, where it was just sort of like a father's love for his son is the reason why he ends up 
giving up and not and there's like this touching thing between but it's like this dude wanted to kill you like whip wanted to kill him for like a decade okay sons out there (laughs) how we all want to kill our dads just like there were always the outlaws in the town (laughs) killing our uncles and stuff Uh uh-huh life is rough out in the prairie Uh uh-huh I'm just saying, if I'm at the point of actually trying to murder my dad. But, okay. So, yeah, but this isn't any, any old dad, okay? Uh-huh. This is Roy Hondo. <laughs> Everyone wants to kill him. Uh-huh. No one likes a Hondo main. <laughs> You're welcome. Wow. 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 <laughs> Also, did they not have parole back then? They've made jokes about parole like that. I I don't know, because the thing is, they said Roy Hondo was known as the Reaper, but he did his time in Yuma prison and got out. And I'm just like, generally when you're, you have a name like the Reaper, you probably killed a lot of people. Well, he was also called a cold killing machine, whatever that <laughs> means. That's not how you say that. Yeah, also, that's true. Like, but... give him a blanket, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just feel like you don't get out of prison in that time when you did a murder. Well, ever okay. Literally, no one can stay in prison in the show. True. But he says, what I mean is, he says he did his time. Yeah. And then he tunneled out behind his poster and, like, got out. (laughs) Okay. Maybe that, I, yeah. He used some salsa. I spent my fair amount of time, my, my, my duly designated shoveling time. Yeah. Getting out. That's how the prison works. You're given a single... Like a rock hammer and a cell, and your sentence. Your sentence is based on like is actually you're just sentenced a size of tool to <laughs> shovel with. Oh my! God. Every time you get caught, they refill your hole, and you have to start over again. So like, look, you'll get out when you can. When we don't catch I you mean, shoveling in. <laughs> This is definitely Briscoe logic for how being in jail works. Uh-huh. No one is in jail. I mean, yeah. unless you get orbed. <laughs> right. And I don't know. I mean, but it also There's seems a lot like of rods in that orb. They could put so many criminals in that orb and they wouldn't be able to escape. Yeah, but they could probably just get out at any time. I don't if Bly hasn't gotten out yet, Roy Hondo isn't Bly getting out. Bly is getting out. Yeah. Did he go back to the future? <laughs> like, would it, we don't know. I mean, I think we know. Bly's still in there. He has to be. We're going to see the moment Bly gets out. We're going <laughs> to... Help me! <laughs> exactly. It's going to be the fly. But it's the Bly. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I was referencing little monsters in case you didn't know. Uh-huh. And I didn't know that was the fly in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Because why is the TV on in a closet? <laughs> why is there a TV in a closet that's just on randomly? Isn't that know. what's happening in that? I think so. 
I mean, also somebody turned somebody's head into a pumpkin or something. Yeah, yes. Or grabs their head off. I don't know. That's that yeah. scene kind of scared me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely happens. I don't remember a lot of those details, but I've seen that movie quite a few times, but Also, it's weird to call breasts boulders. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. That's a weird movie in general. I mean, yeah, you had the voice of Gizmo playing a monster on your bed and also, like, all of the, like, Wonder Years boys. <laughs> uh-huh. That's true. That is, yep. Yep. That sure is what's happening. Um, but back to this show, I guess. <laughs> Uh-huh. Is there, I don't have anything else to say. Oh, should we talk about the kisses between like Lenore mm-hmm. and Bowler? Well, the first one doesn't even look like they're kissing. They're just like holding each other, like hugging. I mean, it's definitely supposed to be a kiss, but it's. I feel like it's a fairly awkward angle caused by partly because the Bowler's just so tall. I know. But also, like, such a nice, soft... It seemed, like, nice and soft. Mm-hmm. But, like, not in, like, Ugh, like, I'm barely showing up for it. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. tender and, yes. like, sweet. Like, yes. I, you know, not, like... Right. I feel like Briscoe kisses are very, like, passionate and, like... <laughs> right. Well, that was part of why in Showdown it felt so real is the kiss didn't feel like... It's, t- it's time for us to do the kiss now. It just felt like two people kissing. And this fe- also felt just like two people kissing. But it also still had that kind of thing of, we don't really know Lenore, and they mm-hmm. try their best. Right. But this is just like an episode that goes very quickly. And it's mm-hmm. not about, even though the reason they're there is Lenore, it's really about Hondo. Right. And Whip. Yes. Oh, we didn't talk about how Whip got his name. It's because Honda whipped him as baby. What? No. Whipped him right to his carriage. That's not what it's called. Cradle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he just, he had a lot of energy. He was as fast as a whip. That's, no one, no one says that that People way. People said it. People said it at that okay, time. Okay, why? I don't understand why Hondo left. I mean, I guess he says, like, I don't know, I just had to go fart my own, or whatever. Uh, yeah, his, his answer, I got the urge. I couldn't help it. <laughs> um, That doesn't hold up. No, it really doesn't. It doesn't really hold up. That's some real bad dad energy. Bad dad. Bad dad. Bad dad. Bad. We, we need, like, a siren, a bad dad siren. <laughs> Yep. Just whoop, 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 bad dad, bad dad, bad dad. <laughs> whoop. Uh, um. I mean, he's still like a bad dad. Uh-huh. I mean, that's why Whip wanted to get him. Yeah. He, he's also he, like, no one else was going to complain. He was messing up the town. Yeah. I'm sure so, everybody would have been pretty happy. Did Unless... Gage get also arrested again? Yes, because so, like everyone just went with Hondo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got. Them Are they all... going back to Yuma? 
probably like the the marshals are there for him, so probably. Okay, so they're gonna give him a smaller shovel this time. Okay. Put yeah. him in a rockier cell. Okay. I'm gonna put him in a cell with Rocky. I was like jail, jail house rock. <laughs> <laughs> they never make that joke. Nope, I that's the like... first joke they kind of make. Isn't that the first like reference to a song? Do they make a it? jailhouse rock song? It feels <laughs> they like they should say have. that, but I thought they maybe they couldn't work it in there. Maybe how they they had a point where um. <laughs> Uh, what is that song called? They mix Home on the Range with In the Ghetto, which doesn't make any sense. Like, nobody was talking about ghettos in 1893, but he just, he's singing, he's just singing Home on the Range, and then sings the line In the Ghetto from that song. It's like, it doesn't, that's not even a joke. That's just doing a thing, like doing an Elvis thing. For no reason. Yeah, there was nothing. Okay. But they spend half of the episode in a jailhouse and never do a jailhouse rock reference. Maybe they do, but we're not Elvis heads. We're not (laughs) velvet heads or whatever they're called. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't feel like they did, but. I don't know. I would not know. I. I'm saying I might. I knew that I knew enough that I might. I was have waiting it. for the joke. Uh huh. I can't remember the last time I listened to an Elvis song. I'm saying I know enough that I caught when he was like, you know, will TCB. Oh yeah. And and I only know TCBY. <laughs> and. They're con- like Briscoe and Polar were confused. You were clearly confused, and I was just like, "Take care of business." I get it. I know where this what the, where this is going. And he's like, "Take care of business." And I was like, "Yeah, I know." Who doesn't know? They needed to explain. Did they need to explain that to the audience? Yes. Yeah, probably. Actually, even in 1993, let alone in whatever year this is, we're in. <laughs> also, I was like, "Is that yogurt place called TCBY?" Yeah. So what is it? Take care, bring best, yogurt? The country's best yogurt. Oh. If it was so good, where did it go? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's still around. It is not still around. I'm pretty sure it's still around. I've read that there's only like three Kmarts left. <laughs> that makes more sense to me. All right, fine. I'm going to look up. Is there still, is there a TCBY? Not here. It's some mall somewhere. Okay. So they are still around, but the nearest ones to us are in, like, New York. New York City! I don't know what that accent was. <laughs> Get a rope for my yogurt. Yogurt rope. Mm, <laughs> new by nerds. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like that's what would just be, like, a giant gogurt. Just gogurt by the foot. Just six feet of gogurt. You just open one end and it's just gogurt for days. Well, it has go right in the name. <laughs> go, 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 go. I'm, apparently it's good for that. Um, Active, yeah. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<sighs> Gotta take care of business. <laughs> I give you a little help. <laughs> I'm Elvis. <laughs> okay, so there was a thing related to this that I, I felt like had to be a reference and I didn't entirely get. And I've looked it up. And I guess Elvis used to have two bodyguards who are named Sonny and Red. Oh, I thought that was a reference, too, to something. And I was like, Sonny Bono? (laughs) Yeah, but that doesn't explain. And maybe there's a way, maybe there is an explanation for it. But Sonny Red, his whole thing, other than double-crossing Elvis, was just using really unnecessarily big words for things. Oh, yeah. That's why he had a very Socrates way of him. More, like, awkward than Socrates in that way, where it's like, Mm -hmm. if if this is how they actually portrayed Socrates, this show wouldn't have worked at all. It would just be like, God, that's the worst. Stop doing that. You need to stop writing this character this way. Mm-hmm. To make them like the sidekick, but I don't understand why this character does this, other than it just being like, here's another quirky thing to throw in here to pad the episode. Because like I... the Elvis stuff feels like it pad just pads the episode. Like it's, I found it, I found it funny. Like I was amused by it, but it well, really just pads the episode. We had back to back amazing episodes. Yeah. This is this episode is basically a one compared to those. Yeah. But in general is like a three yeah. episode. It's fine. Yeah. If but there's something like very interesting mm-hmm. in it. If we had watched this episode two episodes ago, we'd have been like, this was a fun time. I yeah. enjoyed I had a good time watching this. This is a it is a weird step back from the shot the the like officially evil time traveler with a magical bullet and turned him into a tornado to oh. trap him in a golden ball. Like this is so normal in and I'm saying that about a episode of a western in which the sheriff is Elvis Presley. This episode is so normal. It's hard to talk about. Yeah, like I have nothing to talk about. It is too normal. Do you do you have but in all honesty, do we have anything else you want to talk about? Like did you want to talk about his ridiculously long order at the cafe? It was so long I didn't even take down most of it because there's so much to write. It started with four chicken fried steaks and then it got bigger. Did they have chicken fried steak at this time? Does that matter? The sheriff is Elvis. She invented a hamburger. That's true. Okay. It's fine. (laughs) She might have invented the chicken fried steak. She might have been in this universe. She might be the... She already invented the cow pie. It's true. And now (laughs) we all enjoy cow pie pie at McDonald's. (laughs) I was going to say MacLenor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> Mac Lenore? Yeah. That sounds like Macklemore. Like that. That was the joke. 
That was a joke. That was the joke I was making. It was McDonald's, McLenore, McLenore. Sounds like Macklemore. That's the way I'll say it. Yeah, that's legitimately the where the joke what the joke was. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for Jokes 101. Uh, but yeah, like he, he starts either way, he starts with four chicken fried steaks and then just goes off from there. He has other steaks too. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> Like he gets a sirloin. Lot. It's just like the meat lovers pizza <laughs> without the like zuh. <laughs> Pretty much. And then of course, after ordering the ridiculously long thing, you have to have the moment when he turns to Briscoe and is like, Oh yeah, Alta, did you want anything? Oh yeah. Because yeah. like you gotta have that joke in there. You gotta throw that in. Yeah. That's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> it's a classic Elvis joke. <laughs> I feel like that's just I feel like that's a joke I've heard. A thousand times. I make that joke like every week. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm. I said that as a joke, but I really think that I say that every week. We, we make some sort of joke like that all the time, yes. where one of us grabs what's clearly meant to be the shared amount, and then is like, "Did you want something?" Uh huh. Except in this case, the joke is that legitimately none of that giant order was for Briscoe. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we totally make a very similar joke to each other all the time. I'm trying to think if there's any like actual specific standout things from the all the silly Elvis stuff that's worth commenting on. I I feel like the part that I like the most was definitely like when he's doing his martial arts. Uh huh. Oh yeah, when he's like, "Don't make me use my stuff on you, baby." <laughs> wow. Wow, John Stamos here. Look, that's me doing an impression of this guy doing an impression of Elvis. So it's I not... love it. <laughs> yeah, and also Aaron Viva is a good name. It is a good name. It it is. I'm gonna change my name right now to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, if anyone's not sure where the joke is, there, Elvis's real first name is Aaron. Yep. And so it's Aaron Viva Las Vegas. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, Aaron Viva was just straight up Elvis. It's just. And did we talk about. We... Oh, yeah, we did. I we thought ta- you were going to be like, did we talk about how Elvis is in this episode? <laughs> no, I was I was trying to remember if we mentioned Bubba Hotep, and we did. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if any of you don't know, is a Bruce Campbell movie in which he plays an aging man in a nursing home who may or may not actually be Elvis Presley still alive. And yes. then there's a mummy. Yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a weird movie. I I don't remember I don't remember if it was good. I think I only remember the very last scene. <laughs> I I feel like it's one of those movies that I really love that it exists. I don't know if I fully love the experience of watching it but i love that it exists i love that someone like was able to make it like it's one of those experimental ideas of in filmmaking that i'm just like so happy that like someone got to do it you know like regardless of whether or not it works i i I love i love that level of experimentation in film that like you just go Here's a fun thing. I'm just going to do. I'm just going to do this. It's ridiculous, 
but I'm going to have fun with it. Are you explaining our podcast? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess in a way. I just like, I just love it. I just, I just love that it got made. Like Mm -hmm. someone did it. It seems like just, it had to have been fun to make regardless of like whether it was any good. I feel like it had to have been fun to make. I don't remember not disliking that or yeah, disliking yeah. that movie, but I don't remember liking it either. Is right. the is the thing? Like, right. That's what I'm saying. Is like I don't. I can't say. I honestly can't remember it well enough to say if I would recommend it as a movie. I just remember like there was a yard with flowers in it, and mm-hmm. like the house is like white and has a porch, doesn't it? It's like it looks like it's in Savannah, Georgia. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I could be totally making this up, and that could be a totally different movie. So who knows? Yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, the only other part that I think is kind of the best in this episode is Lord Bowler fighting the bear. <laughs> yeah, especially when they're like when he's like just growling at it because mm-hmm. he's trying to be bigger to like scare it off. A uh, little tip. If if you're really trying to scare off a bear, Bowler makes one important mistake here. He doesn't put his arms up. He doesn't get big. He tries to get loud, but he doesn't get big. You gotta he's put your bigger, arms up. He's bigger than the... <laughs> I almost said bird. <laughs> he's bigger than the bird and the bear. That's true. He didn't yeah. even talk about how he has to fight the bear first. I mean, the bird. <laughs> wow. Just... <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Save me. Uh, the one thing with that, though, I just realized the because it happens so far into the episode that it's part still part of chapter one, a grizzly situation. And this isn't a grizzly. This is a black bear. How can you tell? Because of how it's black. I feel like all the episodes are washed out <laughs> and I could not tell you any colors that are in any episode <laughs> because they all look washed out and pale well a grizzly bear is much bigger and broader and definitely brown there's a black bear has like a distinct you they're can in see... a cave everything's a black bear in a cave <laughs> no you can see a distinct line on the snout where it becomes like a lighter color that is a coloration thing in a black bear you wouldn't see in a in a grizzly this is very clearly Are black, black... bears easier to train Almost certainly. So this is a black bear. Yeah. They're smaller. They're less likely to eat your face. Um, A grizzly, they would have to just get Lord Buller to be in a suit. <laughs> right. The thing is, though, his attempt to scare it off, I think, works better on a black bear than on a grizzly. Like, black bear, you want to get all big and, and scare it off. Grizzly is the kind that you want to play dead because a grizzly will attack you because it thinks you're threatening. So it, I think even if you play dead, the they might toss you around. They and, might, but and check you out. Basically, the point of playing dead is proving that you're not a threat. I don't know. I'm. I do not get your bear advice no. from our no Briscoe County. <laughs> Um, you know, rewatch, mm-hmm. first time watch episodes. Correct. Podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, 
verify anything I'm saying before you go into like bear territory and think like, well, I know because Dave said, but I'm pretty sure that because well i know grizzlies are more aggressive than black bears and i believe unless there are cubs around a grizzly's going to attack something that's acting like a threat and so you play dead to prove you're not a threat whereas a black bear will get scared off by you acting like a threat so you're fine as long as you don't fight any bears in chicago <laughs> yeah don't fight dub bears yeah, because the cubs are there. <laughs> yeah, it'll be very dangerous. If you get between the bears and the cubs, if you go to Chicago and stand in the wrong street, mm-hmm. you're between the bears and the cubs, and you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. The whole defensive line's going to come and just wreck your day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. I don't think I have anything else I, I want to talk we didn't about. Even say, we didn't even say Lord Buller's whole name. I think I did. James Lone Feather. James Lone Feather. Yep. It's a good name. Why'd you change it? <laughs> I did like that part because he's like, Do you want that long story or this other long story? Mm hmm. And then he's like, Yeah, okay, let's hear. Sorry, let's hear about Lenore. Ooh. <laughs> K I S S I N G. Dynamite in a cave. <laughs> OMG. Yeah, uh that yeah, I really got nothing else. I I I we got nothing. Yeah. Got nothing. Oh, okay. I did like when Lenore asked Bowler like, "Do you still go hey, 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 when you laugh?" <laughs> Which resulted in him doing exactly that. I was like, "That's cute. That's fun." Cuz it looks like he looks so like there are moments when Bowler on this show looks so sweet. I agree, because he goes and fights this big bear. Yeah. Right? But then is just, like, a huge sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Wait, is Bowler a himbo? Bowler's absolutely a himbo. Bowler is a complete himbo. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, yeah, no, that's exactly who this character is. Because he's, like, a sweet strong man yeah who will just like yeah he does so many things that are like um like you don't want to get in his way right he will mess you up right but also he cares about people and he he Mm -hmm. has like principles and like like he has like you know yeah he but he'll befriend a little duncan for his donuts Oh, and yes. then decide, like, you know what? I'm gonna go buy a tray of donuts, and I'm gonna also gonna like trick these uh, this these youngins into having a good relationship. You know, this is a good good part mm-hmm. of my day. Like, oh, I feel so bad about these ladies out in the rain. We really should take care of these ladies out in the rain. When like you know, if it was Briscoe that wanted to keep going and Bowler wanted to hang out in the rain, you'd just be like, whatever, let them get in the rain. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And he'd let him go. Mm-hmm. Can't let the ladies go. Yeah, he's such a himbo. Mm-hmm. God, I love I love Lord Bowler. I know, <laughs> but I really love their like friendship and partnership together, mm-hmm. and how 
they're superheroes and uh-huh. it's charming. It really is. There is also, I realize that I keep saying we don't have anything else to talk about. And I think of like a couple of little things. There, it, it's interesting at the end when uh, like everything's kind of wrapped up and then Briscoe wants to go ride with Whip on the way out of town. And oh, they're doing a race. They do end up doing a race just because that's what Whip decides to do. But it's interesting because it feels like the one, like a couple episodes ago with the the, the other kid. Yeah, yeah, uh, Nevada. Yeah. Um, I forget his name, but it was something. It was Nevada something. Anyway, and he, it felt like him wanting to ride with them, and they didn't want that. But then that's what Briscoe. Did. It was. It was Nevada Cooper. Right, right. I was like, he had a one-syllable nickname. It was Coop. And I was, but I was like, wait. But I could only remember Nevada. And I was like, it's not any of the syllables in Nevada. But like, it feels like that, right? Yeah, like, I thought the same thing. They were calling this person kid, just yeah. like they were saying that guy was a kid. They were right. like, you're just a kid. Right. Except he wanted he to also, ride with them, and they didn't want to let him. And he also like shot the... He did the same exact, like, shooting thing. Right. Because the other person, Nevada, was trying to shoot him. Right. But there was the same, like, mm-hmm. no, you you will never shoot faster than me because <laughs> I am the best. Right. And I wasted all your bullets. <laughs> right. And the only other bullet I had, I shot into John Bly. And he went <laughs> to the orb. Sure did. Sure did. Okay. I think that's everything for real this time. Do you have anything else you want to say? Don't forget to look behind things because you might find some memorabilia that you picked up from the last time you were at Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> and it might be fun to see it again. <laughs> Bring out your velvet Elvis. I don't know. <laughs> Enjoy your cow pies. Cow pies. <laughs> Enjoy your cow pies. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's funny. I've only been to a Hard Rock Cafe once. Same. And I just think of how the, I ended up in the one room that no, like almost no one else was in for this event that I was at. And it was a room that had like something from the guy from Corn and yep. like Bullet for My Valentine. And, like, <laughs> what fancy. room were you in? Were you actually like in a closet or something? <laughs> that sounds really bad. I'm just like. It was so weird. Mostly it was just in there because it it was so it was a event for like a conference for work and it was the only room that had like the food buffet stuff that didn't have a ton of people waiting at it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I can just grab food in this room. It's actually a totally other party that you weren't involved in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. It was actually like the birthday party for Bullet for My Valentine. You're just like <laughs> in there and like like Jonathan Davis is like actually standing there like eating next to the like memorabilia <laughs> yeah and yes then, i know mm-hmm. yes we are we know yeah that just happened we'll just glance so glance gloss gloss yep lots of lip gloss and then end of that night after being around all that rock memorabilia then got to spend the night listening to orlando's premier cover band i don't remember their name but they were just a cover band that Played at the hard Did rock. Did they end. cover Bull for My Valentine? <laughs> <laughs> they played so many songs, and the only one I can remember is the theme song from Top Gun. 
Doesn't that have like a name? No, the song is the the theme song from Top Gun, not Danger Zone, which is what you might oh, be thinking of. That is what I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, no, the they theme couldn't song play from... that one. That was copyright <laughs> or something. They're like, Joe can't play that one. He's a lore jack. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's. I will say it, the only reason I recognize it is from the Top Gun Nintendo game, that which was one of the only three games I used to own. Right. Anyway. Look how far we've come. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, we clearly have nothing left to say about the episode because uh, we're talking about this stuff. So anyway, I will sign it off now. I'll do the actual sign off. So with that, this has been episode 18 of the Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Hard Rock. And this is DJI Arcade saying until next week. I'll be waiting for you, Brisk. A Different Direction is a TGIFRK production. You can contact the podcast at DiffDirectionPod on Twitter or email us at differentdirection at TGIFRK.com. You can also find information about everything that TGIFRK produces by following us at TGIFRK on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.